0: Welcome to episode 29 of the Hockey Free For All podcast. I am your host, Steven Styles, and let's just start with the very large elephant in the room, injuries. For anyone that thought the Canadians were going to have less injuries in the 2022-2023 season versus last season... That has got to be looked at now as nothing more than a pipe dream. That Those hopes and dreams can just be completely squashed at this point because this season looks like it's going to outdo many other ones, which is just unbelievable at the very least if you think about all the injuries the Canadians have had over the past five years at least. So with the injuries to Price and Byron hoping that that was going to be the limit this year, those injuries have exploded now to include David Savard, Jonathan Drouin, and Sean Monaghan, let's start here with Sean Monaghan's injury as it has lasted far longer than it was indicated than it would. Monaghan's injury has gone from an initial injury that wasn't supposed to last that long to then ending up in a walking cast. Then was seen with no walking cast. Talk followed that he was recovered on his way back to the lineup. Suddenly, he's back in a walking cast for more time on the injured reserve list, and now he's on his way back to the lineup, and hopefully will be back in the next Canadiens game, and at least has begun skating, although it's non-contact skating, at least he's back on the ice right now, which is a really good thing, because the Canadiens are starting to have that problem that they had at the end of last season, when they almost had so many injuries they couldn't even field a full 20-man roster, which to say is a problem problem might just go down as one of the greatest understatements ever. If all of those injuries aren't enough, Caden Gooley is out for eight weeks minimal. And honestly, with the way injuries have gone, if somebody comes back and says, Well, we thought he was gonna be out eight weeks, but really he's not gonna be back until April 1st at the earliest, or is gone like for the entire season, as it seems to become the popular type of injury for Montreal to have, which is season ending, would not surprise me in the least. I hope Gooley's back. I hope he's back sooner than the eight weeks. He was having an outstanding rookie season though his plus minus numbers didn't reflect that he was playing like he had been around for a long time and that's unbelievable for a guy especially in a position like defense that generally takes longer than other positions do such as forward positions to mature at the NHL level. That's what's been so fascinating this year on the Montreal Canadiens is not only has Caden Gooley done that, Arbor Jacki has done that, Jordan Harris has done that, Jonathan Kovacevic has done that, now it looks like Justin Baran is doing that, and that has got to be some kind of record in itself to have five rookie defensemen all playing like they've been around for a while and are not just rookies getting killed on the ice making rookie mistakes. They really all look like they've already been around for a while. Now, after Gooley's injury, that takes us to Mike Matheson, who has missed more time in his homecoming season than I think he ever possibly dreamed. I won't say quite as badly, but has certainly derailed his season like Joel Edmondson's was last year. It will be interesting to see how many points he ends up with and how many games played. His injury, although it was an abdominal wall injury, wasn't supposed to be that severe. So that obviously took him out a lot longer than anticipated as well. That then takes you to a player that's been injured since before the season even started with... Emil Heinemann, who has yet to play a game this year from what I understand, still hasn't played, so that's happened in the injury list. And of course, things just wouldn't seem complete if we did not have the annual loss of Brendan Gallagher for a, at least significant part of the season. Although, like we talked about in previous episodes, everyone was hoping that his changes to his workout and all those types of situations would help, and maybe, prevent him from at least having some of the long-term injuries or at least the injuries that took him out for a while that seems to have an impact like some type of regular annual yearly festivals in areas there just can't seem to be a season that occurs without that poor guy getting injured and it's really unfortunate because he is given so much And that could be argued every player does that, but he was considered the heart and soul, leave it on the ice guy, do anything for the team at any cost, and man, is he paying for it now in a way that I don't even know if he planned that it would be that bad at this point. And it just seems too early for those types of things to already be occurring to him, because it's been occurring in his late 20s onward. Usually that doesn't catch up to somebody until they're like 33 plus, and it's just hit him hard. Now, for the people that find themselves just riveted to their seats whenever it's talking about injury news, you can also add Joel Armia, again, because he's already been injured this year several times, and why not just go back on the injury list? You have Jake Evans, and again, this is another one of those injuries I'm going to be really, really interested to see how it actually plays out. Similar to Caden Gooley's injuries, because... Evans is out supposedly for 10 weeks. If you do the math on that, that gets you pretty close into March, at least in the middle of March. And again, would not surprise me if that one also turns into a season ending injury, which is just insane. And, of course, we can now begin to add the types of injuries that nobody ever wants to see because the first overall pick, and at the nice old age of 18 years old, Uriav Slavkoski already gets to go out with a three-month-plus injury. Season-ending injury has already been determined. Let's hope that injury is something he can completely come back from. It would be horrific to see his career derailed with, what, 40 games played in the National Hockey League? That would be really, really harsh to do to somebody. I mean, you work your entire life, your career is just beginning, and now suddenly you get hit with that kind of injury. I don't recall seeing anything in particular that would cause that type of injury. And I'd be curious in rolling back the tapes to see exactly what that injury is because it, to me, kind of came out of nowhere and suddenly it was announced he was gone for three months and the rest of the season. That just seems to be something that should stand out in a particular play or in a particular series of plays, and nothing really seems to stand out there to me. So either I missed something completely, which is very possible, or something's been lingering, or I don't know, it was just the type of hit that was on a type of play that everybody's like, that caused the season-ending injury? But as they say, it's just in the way things happen, which ends up being the cause and the variation of the injury. And look, obviously, I totally understand, so does everybody else, the injuries are a part of the game, that's understood, however, it's one thing to miss a couple of games here and there. It's a completely different issue when it's long term after long term after long term or season ending. That's a problem when that becomes a commonplace and those organizations either have the worst luck or karma, if you prefer karma, and might consider doing something like hiring an exorcist to like dance around all the players, dance throughout their facilities. I mean, as insane of an idea as that sounds, something has got to break that cycle because this is just not normal missing a couple of games here and there yeah totally understand that that happens but you know weeks that turn into months that turn into season-ending injuries all the time I mean at that point some something is wrong at that point If it hasn't already been done, and I'd be very surprised if it hasn't, there has to be a serious review that looks at everything health-wise in the organization, both on a team level and an individual player level, from nutrition, overall fitness, you name it, it's got to be looked at and scoured. Something is just very wrong. And just in the cases of these players' injuries... And if all that injury news is not enough, and you're still sitting there going, man, I just live for this kind of stuff. Well, the Canadians just announced the ultimate injury, icing on the cake, and the injury that most likely is going to crush this team for this season. Cole Caulfield is gone for the rest of the year with a shoulder injury, and it's already been determined he will need surgery on that. And that is what scares me more than anything else, is that he's 22 years old, Yes, he's young. Hopefully his body and because of his incredible conditioning can recover quickly from the injury. That's what concerns me is because rarely do players return from those kinds of injuries, rotator cuff injuries, hip injuries and things like that, like Monahan's dealt with. Monaghan's been a pleasant surprise returning from dual hip surgeries of the past, but I really hope Cole Caulfield can return from that and that his career has not been derailed or sidelined. It's really unfortunate. It, it's rare that anytime the medical world is involved that it ever results in a positive thing. It seems like there's a lower quality of life, a permanent loss of ability, additional issues that didn't previously exist. I truly hope that Cole Caulfield and Uri Slavkowski's careers are not destroyed because of their injuries. That would just be horrible. They haven't even really begun their careers yet. They are just getting rolling. And to have those types of issues, I hope it's a one-off. I hope they completely recover. I hope the medical people do a fantastic job because it's just for any player is horrible, but for players that have such incredible careers ahead of them as they both do, it's even worse. I mean, you don't want to say there's one player's career worth more than the other, but these guys are extraordinarily talented, and Yarav Sikorsky is a power skater. A leg injury or a lower body injury concerns me greatly for him. Cole Caulfield obviously is one of the best and I think would become the best league sniper and shooter, and now he's got a shoulder injury. And because of the styles of those players, those can be just divesting injuries that I truly hope do not become that. I really hope that they are taken care of quickly. I hope they don't destroy their careers like Carey Price's career has been destroyed. That would just be horrendous with these injuries it brings up the question of the immediate question which is what is the revised starting roster for them i sure hope monahan is back in the lineup fully recovered back in uniform and on the ice for the canadians next game because is he inserted back as the left wing for nick suzuki they played earlier in the season looked really good does jesse ulennon come over to the right side though he's not the shooter to the level of Cole Caulfield he has a heavy accurate shot and is a very good skater is he Cole Caulfield no he's not but he's kind of like a Cole Caulfield light that way and maybe those are the line mates that can replace Nick Suzuki's normal line mates and keep him on pace and not have his season fall apart either which is equally as important. Line two, Josh Anderson and Mike Hoffman have looked really good as the wingers with Kirby Dock at center. I don't think there's any reason to pull that line apart. That kind of already at least has had a little chemistry and has gelled together a little bit. So why not have some kind of cohesiveness, even though the injuries are doing their best to tear it apart? on line three with the awakening of Evgeny Donatoff, right winger for that line, along with center Christian Dvorak and Rafael Harvey-Penard on the left wing. I mean, it's not a line you would have put together in the offseason, but it's a line that the players, Rafael Harvey-Penard is sound defensively. He's a good shooter. He can kind of move throughout larger players. Unfortunately, let's hope he doesn't get crushed as well. You have... Christian Dvorak, who's a good defensive but also has offensive abilities as well, at the position of center. And you have, of course, Evgeny Donatov, who's a shooter, and maybe this gets his season going. And that leaves the fourth line with Rem Pitlick at center, Michael Pozetta on the left wing, and Alex Bazil on the right wing, which should be a decent sized line and has some offensive ability with Pitlik. And Michael Pozetta, once in a while, gets scoring. So it should be a pretty decent line that can play well together. The problem now is what does this do for the trade deadline? Now, you still have players that are injured, like Jonathan Duran, so it doesn't really affect his trade situation at all or playing time, but depending on the players, and of course many of them already with Cole Caulfield and Yurif Slakoski that are gone for the year, Caden Gooley, supposedly gone eight weeks, I have a feeling it's going to be gone for the year as well, so since these guys aren't coming back, how many people can you still trade? At this point, is the rest of the season written off as just an all-out depth evaluation, and all the trades that were intended to be made are made anyways, and you just keep calling up people from the AHL? Does Montreal send out some scouts, and a couple of weeks ago they were talking about uh, NCAA players or Hockey East players and things that would be available. Is this the time to go and sign them? Junior seasons are continuing, so you can't just pull the guys out of the juniors. You don't want to ruin their development. Obviously, development is a key central part to Montreal's new management team that they don't want to cause any disruption to. So it paints a really, really interesting picture as to how the rest of this season goes. What becomes the theme? that That's going to be really, really interesting to watch. But with all these injuries, certainly the organization ha- has the opportunity to evaluate its depth from top to bottom, as well as the kamen and Lottery pick. Uh, people should be extraordinarily excited as this has tremendously, not only enhanced Montreal's opportunity for a franchise uh, top three player, but also has put them in the position of being seriously considered for that. I mean, one could argue right now the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks in Arizona have had such horrendous seasons. Could they actually unseat one of them point-wise. I mean, because you have Columbus, for example, sitting there with like 28, 29 points at the moment. That's a pretty big difference in variation to make up. But there's always hope that the lottery draft, as far as Montreal being able to move up, I mean, New Jersey did move all the way up to number two last year, right behind Montreal. So that is a possibility and undoubtedly has all of those lottery draft fanatics and Conor Bedard hopefuls just seething with excitement going, hey, this is getting more and more legitimate of an opportunity. On that note, this wraps up episode 29. I am your host, Stephen Stiles, and I will be back with episode 30 before you or I even probably know it because there's just so much going on. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a fantastic week.